Hello and welcome to The Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Thank you very much, uh, Daniel. And um, uh, very exciting to, uh, to be in this meeting. Uh, some uh, faces I know um, and a lot of uh, I don't know yet. And um, I'm really happy to be uh, here uh, with you in this meeting. Um, uh, my name is Dan. I'm from the Netherlands. And um, I, uh, I came in as A in 2009. And uh, I'm a sexaholic. My, I'm really grateful to know that I am a sexaholic. Uh, it took me uh, it took me a long time to find out, um, and I um, my favorite forms of acting out uh, they are um, uh, masturbation, um, watching pornography, uh, visiting prostitutes, and um, uh, lusting after other people, uh, after myself, and after uh, objects and animals, and also uh, fantasizing, uh, living in my head, in my own uh, fantasy worlds, and uh, flirting, flirting with people without being aware of it. (laughs) Um, And also, um staring staring at people staring at women without being aware uh, that I am staring uh, thinking I'm invisible and um, I'm really completely powerless over myself over lust and I'm so grateful for this fellowship um because thanks to this fellowship, uh, you all guys, all the experience from the whole fellowship together and my higher power, I I didn't need to act out since uh, October 2009. Um, I had really lost all hope um, when I, uh, in, you know, in the years before, I really had lost all hope. And, but the miracle happens that I, uh, I, uh, you know, something really changed. Um, um, so I'm really grateful for that. Uh, and my program for today is I am, um, uh, I am going to two meetings a week. One an average of two meetings a week. I have my home group as from SA, which is on Wednesday evening. 
Um, so it's actually starting in a few minutes. Um, and, um, uh, and I have uh, my home group of AA. So those are basically the two meetings. And then I have an, some extra meetings I sometimes go to. But on the average, I will, I'm going to two meetings in a week. Then I, I call my AA sponsor about once every one or two weeks. And I call my SA sponsor about once a month. And um, I do daily um, meditation and readings. And I, um, I have four sponsees. I really love to work with my sponsees. And I talk with them on an average of once a week, each of them. And, um, and for the rest, I think, you know, everything I do is fits into my program. I, uh, uh, if I uh, if I go to my work, it's it's part of my program. Like I'm making amends by you know making myself useful, uh, earning money. And uh, if I go to my family, I'm doing my program in trying to carry, you know, the the principles of our program uh, to carry them out in my life. And um, so. I, I'm trying not to see like I, I have my life and I also have a program. It's like it's completely integrated. My life is integrated into my program. That's how I try, uh, how I try to live. And I, um, and I think one, one of the base basics is my step one. Uh, I am powerless over lusts and I wake up in the morning and this is what I in my first year I learned to do is waking up in the morning and telling you know the first thing I say uh, the prayer is I am a sexaholic and I am powerless over lust and it brings me back to uh, to the truth about myself and and then I hear my higher power answering me like, yeah, I know. <laughs> good, good to <you> remember. <laughs> and um, that's how I, uh, and whenever I get, um, I get confused or upset or uh, I forget that I am powerless and I start thinking I am God. And that's, that's the, the basic problem. And but if I return, you know, to my step one, I am powerless. Then I, uh, uh, then I remember, I am not, I am not God. And that's uh, step one. It's very, it's very fundamental. But um, but step one is is a is a fundament. But it's like a concrete slab. The house has to be built. But it's uh, it's not very comfortable to live on a concrete slab. So, um, yeah, so I have to continue my, uh, the other, uh, other steps and, um, I, I am learning, uh, the importance of step, uh, six. Step six is like, uh, 
a, a really a, a turning point uh, where it says the um, where the boys and the uh, and the men uh, it separates the boys from the men. And uh, because, you know, I am a little boy. <laughs> I'm a little boy crying for more. I, I don't get what I want. And uh, we, we have our small children here at home. Uh, you know, I'm learning as a parent, you give everything. Everything you have, you give to your children. And more. And you still give more. And... Um, and it's never enough. <laughs> they still are. Uh, it's, they're still complaining that they want more. And um, uh, and I'm 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 really learning from that. I'm I'm that little boy. I never get enough if I'm lasting. I, it's never it's never good. It's never good enough. And um, growing up is uh, is an important thing. It's it's uh, it's one of the promises I think in this uh, in this program is uh, learning to grow up and it's absolutely one of the promises of uh, of step six. Um, um, so my program is absolutely not perfect today, and um, uh, I'm I see that I can really call more people but i'm i'm just running you know from uh, the, the whole day and uh in the morning with the children then i run to work and uh at my work i'll i i cannot answer any phone calls picking up the children uh having dinner together uh evenings are full um and um I have I I don't see how I can um, check in more with fellows, but I I notice uh, I'm getting busier and busier, and I notice I get more and more uh, irritated with other people. So I'm I'm seeing the signs that I need uh, I need my program. I'm uh, I'm absolutely not cured, and. Um, 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 Luke, who, thank you, Luke, for for asking me to speak. Uh, I know Luke from from the uh, early days. We started SA in Holland, in Belgium, in two thousand nine, and um, it's uh, it's very special to uh, you know to see each other. Uh, you know, through the years in recovery, uh, trudging the roads, <laughs> trudging our roads of uh, happy destiny. And Luke asked for a topic, and I, I choose uh, marriage, not because I am an expert on marriage, but um, just because I needed a, a topic. I don't know if, if there's many people married in a meeting, Maybe people can raise hands if uh, if you're married, if you want to. So there are several. Oh, thanks. 
I'll, I'll I'll try to say something about it. I'm uh, I'm 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 not an expert. I'm not uh, a spokesman of the Institute of Marriage. <laughs> I am. Um, I, I was uh, single when I came in um, in SA. I had I had, I had uh, a few relationships, uh, but never been married. Um, um, from a very secular background, where it's very normal to be uh, to remain unmarried, even though you're uh, cohabiting and having children still remain unmarried it's 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 the it's the standard in my culture today and my parents divorced when i was three years old and both of my parents remarried and both of their second marriage ended in a divorce as well so i experienced three divorces as a child and so and being raised uh, secular i i you know the thought of marrying just didn't occur to me it had no meaning to me at all and i uh um I heard about the sobriety definition and a marriage and first I just ignored it and then I uh, I realized that you know these guys were serious <laughs> about marriage and um, and then I just didn't understand it um, and uh, I start asking questions like what, what what do you you know what do you from SA you know you guys what what can you offer me I'm a young guy and uh, I would like to get married or whatever you you want uh, to have a relationship a family but how am I gonna do that <laughs> you know and. Um, but it was it was good asking questions, and I um, was a guy in uh, in one of the first SA meetings, and he was a man of uh, sixty, uh, I think sixty eight years old. He was uh, something like that in the end of his sixties, and he was um, retired, and he had been married for. Uh, 40 years and I thought yeah for you SA is, is a nice program you are already married but I'm not married yet <laughs> and so I asked him you know how I'm gonna do this what has SA for me to offer and then he um, uh, he told me you know that I thought he was in, I thought he was like in a, um, uh, in a very positive situation. You know, he, he has been granted a whole life of acting out. <laughs> and on the end of his life, you know, he got to SA and, that, you know, I thought, yeah, of course. But it was actually the other way around. I was granted with my reaching my bottom on a younger age, being unmarried, 
and I, I was granted a chance to start a family in sobriety. So he completely turned it around to me. And my recovery started in the, in the UK because we didn't have SA in the Netherlands or yeah, there was some groups emerging, but we had no experience. So we, we had to go to the UK to, uh, for experience. And there was, uh, there was a man, uh, Mark, some of you will know him. He, he passed away uh, due to cancer. And he, he, he said uh, that SA doesn't have negative sobriety. A message like uh, you know you cannot have sex outside marriage. SA has a positive sobriety message. We believe in marriage. SA actually has good news. <laughs> you know there there uh, we SA believes in a marriage that marriage is possible. And I think that was the first time when he said that that I started thinking about marriage as something positive and uh, like a chance, an opportunity that SA believes in. I, I, that, was, that, that was the first time I started thinking like marriage is really something to, to aim for in, uh, in sobriety. And, um, and then I started also listening better to the tapes of Roy and uh, I discovered that in every talk that Roy gives, he talks about marriage. Um, for him, the marriage is, uh, is so important. Uh, it is, it's something very spiritual. Um, the way he talks about it. Um, yeah. It's it's actually weird how uh, yeah how little it's been you know this topic is being talked about in meetings and um, and I know there's uh, many single people in SA and uh, but I think there's a lot to learn for everybody about the meaning of marriage but anyway. Um, I, uh, with, with the help of my sponsor, I started dating and uh, I, uh, I, got, I learned so much about marriage from my, uh, from my sponsor, uh, how to date sober and, um, and uh, that marriage is a chance to grow up for me. Uh, it's far from perfect, but that's uh, that's exactly you know it's like this fellowship is far from perfect, and it's like a, it's like a mosaic, <laughs> all these people together, and uh, it's a beautiful picture, and uh, um, uh, and this uh, from all our imperfections together. We, uh, it's it's like uh, we get polished like pebbles in the sea. <laughs> we 
you get polished. And I think in a way, marriage is like that as well. You know, uh, uh, you get uh, the, the, from every time you, the stones uh, hit each other, uh, they get sanded and sanded. And in the end, they start getting polished. It's, uh, all right. That's how I try to uh, tell it in English. And um, uh, the, the, the words are missing, but I'm, I'm sure you understand what I'm trying to say. And... Um, um yeah so um uh, and that, that's it's a lot to do with intimacy because i see five minutes that's good thanks um and i experienced in in uh, dating that um uh i was spending more and more time with my uh with my my girlfriends and my fiance and uh, and you know, remaining abstinence, uh, and we talked a lot, and there, there grew more and more feelings, uh, you know, uh, during our uh, courting and our uh, uh, the, the time of preparing uh, our marriage. Uh, and I've never in my life experienced so much intimacy, uh, even though we were. Uh, uh, we were remaining abstinent. Uh, that was such a such a revelation for me. It was such a nice time, such a special time. And um, uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's an experience. Is really uh, uh, it, it, I'm learning every day from it and. Uh, uh, I'm really glad for all the married people in SA. I'm uh, I'm learning so much from them, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, so many times I feel ashamed about how things are going in our house. Like, oh man, uh, the way I talk to my wife, or the way I treated my children, or and then I listen to other married uh, fellows, and I think like, oh, thank God, I am not alone, <laughs> and. Um, it really, uh, it really helps. And uh, realizing uh, sex is only optional. It's really optional. It's, it's really, <laughs> the, everything the white book says is true. It's, it's really true. <laughs> it's not a theory. It's really a practice. And I'm really grateful for this. Um, I'm, I have to apologize that I prepared my talk so badly. <laughs> Um, we, we have three young children and we both work uh, full time uh, I, I try to prepare this talk uh, the last 15 minutes before the meeting but then the children started crying and um, but that's what it is uh, it's very um, realistic <laughs> <laughs> and I um, uh, thank you very much. I'm 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 really looking forward to hear your uh, your shares and your experience. Thank you.
Yeah, thank you, thank you, Dan, and uh, thank you, uh, speaker. Uh, I I really don't know how to pronounce the name. I'm sorry, but beautiful sharing, beautiful, very strengthening. I am married too. I am married for twenty uh, three years with two beautiful, intelligent boys. One is twenty, one is twelve. And uh, when I got to know that I am uh, suffering from this problem. and it's called a disease uh, lustaholic sexaholic i was really um, surprised to know that uh, i never thought so but this is it i immediately accepted because i came into essay by myself no force nothing but my question is now uh, what is your idea of uh doing the living amends because sorry is really a very small and a meaningless word uh, i have heard uh my husband big time big time uh, nothing can be done i'm keeping myself sober it's five months in sa as well as That's my sorry. sobriety same time yeah and i just want to know more about doing the living amends uh, we are still together this is a miracle this is a gift and he's very supportive and understanding uh, but other things are uh, you know abstinence is there but um uh i i i want to do more of the living amends apart from the sobriety my sobriety so i will love to hear uh, more about this thank you uh thank you ashana um it is my um shall shall i try to answer the question Sure. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank, thank you, Shan. I, I, I really um, appreciate your um, your question. Um, I, I have to say, I got married in sobriety. Uh, so my wife and children have never seen me uh, in in my disease. Um, they only know me in my uh, sobriety in the recovery uh so uh so i it's difficult to to answer your question for me but my amends in my marriage uh, for me personally means uh uh work, keep working my sa program uh staying sober and staying uh keeping my program on the first priority i think that would be my uh, my way to do it thank you thank you dan thank you so much i think we are on the same page i am following your answer thank you so much grateful thank you rachana and dan uh federico looks like you're up next Yeah, thank you. Uh thank you Dan and thank you Dan. And um yeah, good to see you. Good to see you. And um yeah, it's it's funny. It's funny, you know, I was thinking um it's funny that you shared that you came to the UK to hear the message in uh, when you joined the fellowship because um <clears throat> I was I, I often think about the Dutch guys, fellows and the and the Belgian ones as coming to the UK and that's the people from whom I heard the message. Uh, and that includes you of course so uh, i'm certainly very grateful that you made the effort because i heard a lot of good stuff 
Really good to hear about recovery in the marriage as well and about the sober dating, about the sober, uh, sober dating too. Um, and it's been part of my story as well that I need to talk to married fellows to sort of be able to, you know, my sponsor is not married. So to sort of be able to share experience, strength and hope and challenges. And also, like you said, to get out of those places of shame sometimes, you know, when I get things wrong um, as well. Um, I have a very quick question. Uh, I'm not in the market for dating, but I often get asked this question by others in the program. Um, can you just sort of say if just a few more words about how how sober dating and the role of your sponsor in that? Thank you. Yeah, uh, it's. it's uh, I I don't think it, uh, it's. Thank you, uh, Federico. Good to see you uh, again. Um, uh, I. Um, it's not a very easy uh, short answer to give, uh, but I. Um, uh, my sponsor was single when I started uh, dating. But when I got married, I changed to a marriage sponsor. Um, and I'm, I'm really grateful that this, uh, I'm, I'm not sponsoring more than four people. My, my sponsor says that's ex absolutely the max. I'm not allowed to take on new sponsors. He reminds me, take, be aware, don't pick, pick up new sponsors. <laughs> but, I, I of course I uh, I follow my, his suggestions, but I I have a, a kind of a uh, I found a kind of a, a way uh, to uh, smuggle because uh, there's quite a lot of people who are sober dating uh, and they're calling me, and so I'm not sponsoring them. I'm just helping them through you know sober dating. Um, um, and I don't know how this works, but I, if I talk to a guy who is dating, um, I just can, you know, I just can hear from his voice if I, if if it's um, if it's uh, you know if he's on the right path or not. The way he talks about the person he's dating. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm only helping uh, men dating uh, women, uh, of course. Um, but the way uh, he talks, the tone of his voice when he talks about her, it's, it's so easy to hear if, uh, if, it's, uh, if, you know, if it's sober or not. And um, that's also what my sponsor did with me. He could, you know, it's like um, for someone else, it's easy to, to see, to, uh, um, uh, to discern. Um, but for a person himself, it's, uh, it's difficult. And that's my, uh, that's my experience. And I love to, I really like it to help people with cyber dating. So... Uh, it's a uh, it's a very um, uh, how do you say that um, I'm I, I'm I'm a little bit tired. I can't find the words uh, all the time. It is very uh, gratifying gratifying to uh, to to do.
Thanks, Federico and Dan. Arash, you're next. Yes, hi, I'm Arash, sexaholic. Thank you so much, Dan. <clears throat> it was really nice to hear you and see you. Um, as soon as I heard that Dan will be the speaker, I was already excited to join this meeting. Um, I really loved when you said whatever it says in the white book, or it's written in the white book, is truth and it's not only theory. It was really touching me. Thank you for sharing that. I also want to share with everyone, uh, and Dan knows that uh, I was <clears throat> studying in, uh, in Budapest, I think it was 2013, uh, 14, and I was a loner two years. I didn't know, I, I haven't met anyone in the program, nobody in the program. I was loner there. I just found essay through the internet. So Dan texts me once like, hi, I'm coming to Budapest. I'm going to visit some relatives there. And so he was the first living fellow I met in my life. <laughs> and I, walk, I couldn't believe that. Wow, you're a sexaholic. You, you know, like, uh, because in that time, it was only, for me, it was only, only online and telephone and Skype by that time. So it was so pleasure. I didn't want to leave. You know, we were sitting in a hotel and we were talking for about two hours and it was a great, and I remember that day, all the bridges, I don't know who have been in Budapest, but it's divided Buddha and Pest, you know, and all the bridges was closed. I think it was some political or some politicians are coming to the town. So I was late and I don't know how, I, I don't know, I was running on the bridge. So when I reached that, I don't know if you remember, I was sweating, and, but it was great. So thank you very much. I, I don't, I just want to say it was really lovely to see you. Uh, uh, really lovely to see you then as well. Thank you. Thank you, Arash. I, I remember very well. We were in a Galliard Hotel, a Galliard Hotel, and we. I remember you came uh, in tired from running over the bridge to um, to the hotel, and I thought like, wow, this guy is going to any length. Was a good. Uh, it was really nice to meet you. Good to see you again. Thanks. Thank you, Arash. That's fellowship. Uh, Claudia, you're next. So where is Dan? <laughs> On my handy. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thank you so much, Dan. It's really great to hear about this topic. I don't hear a lot here in SA about this topic. So I think it was the first time I, I, I'm very long in SA and uh, I need to put my handy on the uh, electricity. Um, yeah, so I really, I really touched about your positivity, what you shared about marriage and how you did do it and how you did it. It's so hopeful. <laughs> Also for me, <laughs> I am not as young, but so there is something opening up in me because uh, I was married and I, I was I'm divorced and right now I'm think I'm thinking no it will not happen in my life again and so I want to know how you did this sober dating what are you doing Re concrete. <laughs> Thank you, Claudia. 
yeah, the, the sober dating is would be a, a full topic on its own. Uh, I think following my sponsor, trusting my sponsor more than myself, very important. And he's uh, and keep working my program on on the first priority. Uh, and he reminded me, you know, work your program. You're gonna need God more than ever. <laughs> he is right. So yeah, I mean, it's the same program. It's the same steps. It's uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I have uh, right now lined up Matthew, Lee, Magda, and Nancy. And if folks with fewer than 30 days would like to ask a question or share, uh, feel free to raise your virtual hand and get in line and we'll try to get to you. So Matthew, you're up. Hi there. Uh, thank you very much. Hi, Dan. Thank you for your share. Um, my, my track history with marriage is not good. Um, uh, I was supposed to be married a few years ago, but on the night before the wedding, we had a massive argument. And in in a childish uh, way, I just said, right, I'm going home. I'm calling the wedding off, um, which you kind of, in any polite society, you don't call off the wedding the night before the wedding. It's, uh, it's, it's not a dumb thing. Um, <coughs> how did you really know? Uh, that you were ready for dating and for marriage, what kind of happened? I met you. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry to hear about the um, the runaway uh, experience. Um, I didn't know when I was ready, my, but my sponsor did. Uh, actually. You know, I was crying for a relationship when I came into SA and I was uh, two and a half years sober and I had completely uh, forgotten about, well, not forgotten, but I, um, I was so happy with my uh, sobriety. I was, uh, I was so, um, my, I had a new life. And my uh, sobriety was so, um, uh, such, uh, so um, precious to me that um, that I had become a, a, like a happy single. And I thought, I'm, I'm actually fine. I started enjoying life finally and was okay. And I was, uh, I was not thinking about dating at all. And... Uh, but my sponsor, like I was two and a half years sober, and then my sponsor said, "Like, hey, let's uh, let's talk about dating." And I was like, "Sorry, <laughs> what you said?" <laughs> you know, I said, "Yeah, me? No, I'm single. I'm fine. I'm sober. Finally, <laughs> please." But he was serious, so uh, so I started. That's that's a. Uh, that's that's that was my experience. Thank thank you, Dan. Sorry to uh, just uh, 
yeah, thank you for your response. I think for myself, um, I'm I'm still punishing myself for the decision that that I made, you know, for arguing and calling off the wedding. I think, yeah, I'm in a self-imposed punishment. Uh, but thank you for your share. Thank you very much. Thank you, Matthew. Lee, you're up. Hey, my name's Lee, real sexaholic. Thanks, Don. I really appreciate uh, what I heard. Uh, I was married when I came into SA and now married 51 years. Uh, but And so I didn't have a sober dating experience, but I did sponsor somebody from about 1986. And he's now 30-something years married. Uh, after a sober dating experience and in uh, a happy family. Uh, so his uh, decision of remaining abstinent was associated with a commitment to call me anytime he had a question. And he had a lot of them. And he called me a lot. Uh, and usually they centered around issues of commitment or uh, or communication or cooperation or compassion for each other. Uh, but the most likely thing he would call me about was his own self-centeredness. And he had to get out of that in order to establish a lasting relationship, which he has. And he still calls me about those issues 30-something years later. But uh, my question is, uh, when you're going through uh, sober dating sponsoring, uh, what are the issues that come up uh, in your sponsorship relations? Uh, just one, it's a, it's a new time. It's very different than it was 30 years ago in America. And it's different, of course, uh, in Europe. So what, what, are the, what are the issues that you hear uh, going through sober dating? Lee, thank you so much. Uh, uh, I had to think a little bit about a question. Um, uh, the beautiful thing is when you see things are okay, you see, you feel it, and you hear it. Uh, you know, this guy has, find a, has found a nice woman, and... Um, uh, it's so, you know, it's so nice to keep encouraging, just keep encouraging. And um, it's more difficult, you know, if you feel this is not right. Because, yeah, what are you going to say? <laughs> uh, so the most difficult thing is uh, the guy who really wants to wants to date he wants to and he's trying to he's trying too hard he's trying too hard i think that's that's difficult it's because you it's you know you cannot control it it's not you know you've got you you're gonna date and you're gonna be successful in it that's of course not how it works um so 
the guy who really wants to date and is is begging for for my uh, is begging for guidance and help and uh, how to do it. It's uh, that's a difficult one. Thank you, Dan and Lee. Thanks, Dan. Uh, we have three on the list still: Magna, Nancy, and Katri. And I don't think we'll have time for any more, but if folks want to stick around for coffee, virtual coffee afterwards, maybe we can chat a little more informally. Uh, we only have about five minutes left. So Magda, you're up next. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, hi, Dan. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, this is Magda from Mexico. I am sober eight years and one month, and uh, I feel I feel better now. But uh, can you give me, please, Dan, uh, suggestions? A suggestion about um, well, because uh, this year well, my um, energy is um, very high. Uh, I feel many energy in all my body. I don't know why. Um, well, I feel I feel better with my uh, for to be sober. But uh, this year, my um, maybe lost energy. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't know. Is um, is bigger? Can you tell me something about? Thank you. Hi, uh, Magda, thank you for, uh, for your question. Um, if I, I'm uh, not sure uh, what kind of energy you're talking about, but you're, if I understood you well, you, um, you feel a higher energy. Um, and um, I'm sorry. Sexual energy, sexual energy. Sexual energy. energy. In, yeah. See, this, only this year, I don't know why, but boy, I feel better for to be sober. But can I uh, surrender? Because, well, I don't know how to do uh, with this energy all the time. And I feel shame for when I am in a place with the people. I can see that the people uh, feel, they feel my guest. Like a well, intrusion call or some no, mm -hmm. like a abuse. I don't. Yes. Well, because I I, don't, I am sober, but this energy every day is more and more, and I feel worried. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I, it sounds uh, very healthy. Um, I. Uh, uh, I, uh, it may be difficult for uh, to uh, to answer for uh, for your situation, but my my sexual energy is been higher and lower uh, at times. Uh, uh, especially when I was single, I had a uh, a period where I had a lot of um, uh, wet dreams and. Um, um, I'm, there's also periods I have a, a lower uh, sexual energy. Uh, actually, that worries me more. <laughs> uh, but 
that can have to do with age. Uh, and uh, I don't know, my experience is it, it's, it's not really something that's in my control. But it's also not something I really want to worry about. I think sexual energy is uh, it's uh, part of our being humans. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Nancy, you're up. We only have a couple minutes left. So if Nancy and Katrin can be fairly quick, we can get through both of you. Go ahead, Nancy. This is an amazing share, absolutely amazing share. And you said you had, uh, this is an amazing share. Can you hear me? No, I'm, I'm unmuted. Can you hear? Ah. Okay, let me try again. We can hear you, Nancy. We hear you. This, we can hear you. This better. Can you get me now? We yeah. can hear you. Ah, okay, I guess we'll pass. I can't. Oh gosh. Nope. I can't figure it out. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it something else. Okay, Nancy, in our virtual coffee, maybe we can chat. Katrin, uh, you want to go ahead? Thank you very much, Daniel, and thank you very much, Dan, for your share. Um, I just wanted to say that I had a lot of identification, um, and in the I think also in SA, I, I have a lot of respect for people who get married um, and who are married in this fellowship. I am not married and um, I have a lot of fear, to be honest, um, because I see the responsibility um, and and what, what touched me a lot is I also grew up in a secular home. My parents got divorced and marriage had never really this sacred standard, so to speak. It was nothing special. And I see in SA the sobriety definition and everything really helps and supports that marriage is something really special. And I, I only understood that in this fellowship and I'm and I could really identify with what you shared. Thank you. Thank you, Katrin. <clears throat> and thank you very, very much, uh, Dan, for your share and your, your honesty, your vulnerability, and your openness with all your, your answers. I really appreciate that. And uh, if I can get in a real quick uh, quote here, somebody told me at some point that marriage is, is God's or our higher power's primary people growing machine. And so I loved your analogy of the rough rocks getting polished in, in the marriage situation. And boy, do I feel like a rough rock sometimes and, and <laughs> when I get polished. But, uh, you know, no pain, no gain, maybe. I don't know. But uh, anyway, thank you very much for your share. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.